Welcome to the Divorce Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Carolee Fontanelli, and I am a divorce lawyer and author and have been through divorce myself. I'm here to support you throughout your breakup journey. On this podcast, I will share with you my secrets and legal tips on how you can thrive through your separation in small six-minute increments. Don't do it alone. I have got you. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day it is that you're tuning in. Thanks for joining us again at the Divorce Collective podcast. My name is Danielle Young. I'm the Senior Associate here at Collective Family Law Group. And I am assisting our director, Carolee Fontanelli, uh, in bringing these podcasts to your airwaves. So today I'm going to talk to you about preparing for family law mediation, a roadmap to successful resolution, I call it. Family law mediation is a constructive and cost-effective alternative to court battles when resolving disputes relating to divorce, child um, custody, as, as it's commonly known, but, I, you know, parenting arrangements, child support um, and other matters that might arise following a separation. It offers families an opportunity to come together, discuss their concerns, work towards a mutually agreeable solution. That's the end goal, really. To make the most of this process, careful preparation is essential. So today I'm going to talk to you um, and we will outline, or I will outline rather, the steps to prepare for family law mediation, helping you to navigate that process with confidence and hopefully achieve successful resolution. First of all, understanding the mediation process. Familiarise yourself with the process. Go online, have a look at some resources that are available. Mediation involves a neutral, independent third party called the mediator. They facilitate discussions between the parties to find a common ground. It's crucial to grasp the mediator's role, the confidentiality of those um, processes and proceedings, and the voluntary nature of the process. Understanding those aspects will help you approach mediation with a constructive mindset. Two, gather all relevant information. Prepare a comprehensive collection of all relevant documents, including financial records if it's a property dispute matter, um, asset information, um, maybe school reports, psychological reports, things like that if it's um, in relation to parenting matters um, and any pertinent legal paperwork. This information will aid in clarifying your financial position, uh, determining the future parenting arrangements that might be suitable and addressing any child support issues. Now, um, being organised and transparent with your documents will pr promote a more efficient mediation process. But I want to pause here because mediation's not court, okay? It's not trial by paperwork and trial by correspondence and trial by evidence and all those sorts of things. So when I talk about collating any important documents, it's not just, you know, anything and everything you can get your hands on. This is this mediation process is not a slander match, okay? It's not a mud-throwing match. Really concentrate on what you want to achieve, what your objectives are, what your um, concerns are, and whether you need anything to, to justify or to verify that if you think it's going to be disputed by the other side. So... Property valuations, they're really important when you're heading to a property settlement mediation, 
okay? Because you're going to get there, and if you don't have an agreed value on the property, um, you know, it, it's a real sticking point to, you know, figuring out a payout figure or a percentage figure. Um, in parenting matters, um, if there's a diagnosis of a child, for example, that might be something that's really important or maybe, you know, a letter from um, the medical practitioner about your child's particular needs. Now, that might be relevant um, because you might want to talk about, for example, the structure and routine and, you know, perhaps little Johnny or little Sarah, um, you know, struggle with um, really sudden changes, for example. So you might want to just have that ready in case, again, um, you know, the other parents going, oh, that's, you know, that's not true, that's nonsense, they don't have these sorts of things going on for them. At least you can provide some independent information about that as to why you've got the concerns that you do um, and that will move that pathway forward a bit further. Okay, uh, number three, set clear goals and priorities. Before entering mediation, identify your primary concerns and objectives. This could include future parenting arrangements, property division, child support matters, um, and maybe some other things, but they're the, they're the main ones. Knowing your priorities will keep you and help you to stay focused during discussions and negotiate with a purpose. Additionally, being aware of your desired outcomes will allow you, uh, I guess, to be more flexible in other areas, which facilitates compromise. Four, this should have been one. No, that's that's just because I think it's really important, which it is, but four is consult with a family lawyer. Even though mediation is this less adversarial approach than court proceedings, consulting with a family lawyer before mediation is highly recommended. A lawyer can provide you with valuable insights. They can, of course, advise you with legal advice um, and ensure you understand your rights throughout the mediation process. We can tell you if what you're hoping to achieve is reasonable, whether it's in the range. We can provide you with some tips on how to navigate the process. We can even help you prepare draft proposals to take with you to the mediation if that's something that, you, you know, you want us to do. And, of course, we can attend the mediation with you if that's what you desire. Some people think that lawyers don't belong in mediations. I disagree. Um, it's fair enough if the parties are, 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 you know, you're pretty much on the same page and, you know, they're using services such as Relationships Australia who do a fantastic job. But those sorts of um, processes are really, like I said, where, client, where parties are, are almost on the same page and they just sort of need to nut through a few things, but for majority they've got agreement. Family lawyers can be really, really um, helpful and useful and important in mediations where there's some disputes and where the parties are entrenched in their positions or where the parties sort of, you know, are really far apart or where the parties are arguing um, on legal matters, but they're not actually lawyers themselves. So having us on board, we're not there to railroad the process. We're not there um, to encourage you and your um, uh, your ex-spouse to fight and to argue. Our role always, even in court, our role in the mediation process um, particularly is to help you and your family get to a resolution. 
So um, uh, the myth about us being um, um, not necessary in the mediation process, I think just that. It's a myth. We can be really helpful. Anyway, five, remain calm and respectful. Those of you who follow me know I'm a raving lunatic <laughs> about respectful relations and not bringing children into conflict and having an amicable separation. Trust me, you don't want to be embroiled in legal conflict and stress and emotion for any longer than necessary. You've got to approach the mediation process um, calmly and respectfully. It's emotionally charged, we know that, especially when you're discussing sensitive issues, but it's essential to remain calm and respectful in your demeanour during the proceedings. Avoid personal attacks, name-calling or emotionally driven responses. If you're in a parenting mediation, always bring it back to what's in the best interest of your child, how does whatever you're saying affect your child, and be solution-focused. Even, you know, with your concerns, be solution focused. How do you think you can navigate a pathway forward from there? Bring that out in your mediation process. Focus on effective communication and expressing your concerns in a clear and concise manner. Number six, be open to compromise. Shock horror. <laughs> mediation involves a give and take. It's a compromise. It's often necessary to reach a resolution that works for all parties involved. Understand that you might not achieve everything you desire, but a fair and balanced outcome is the ultimate goal. Keep an open mind and you need to be willing to explore various solutions and find a common ground. You should never enter the mediation room thinking that, um, the, that, that only what you want um, and nothing else um, is the desired outcome. You're going, to be, you're going to be disappointed if that's your approach. Um, that approach won't assist you in reaching a resolution and staying out of court. So think of your best-case scenario. Think of your worst-case scenario heading into mediation. Come up with some important non-negotiables, you know, if that's got to do with safety concerns or, or things like that. Um, but also make a list and consider um, those littler things that don't matter as much that you can compromise on. Seven, practice active listening. Listening actively to the other parties um, involved is, is crucial in mediation. It means you need to genuinely hear and understand their perspective, feelings and concerns. You don't need to agree with it, but you need to hear it and you need to understand it from their point of view. Um, and by doing so, you can acknowledge their needs and work towards finding resolutions that consider everybody's interests. Like I said, particularly important for parenting matters. So family law, we've got a bit longer in this one. Um, family law mediation can be a positive empowering process when approached with preparation and the right mindset. By understanding the mediation process, gathering relevant information, setting clear goals, seeking legal advice, remaining calm and respectful and being open to compromise, you increase the chances of achieving a successful resolution. That's the goal, right? Mediation offers an opportunity for families to work together, reduce conflict and create solutions that are tailored to their family's unique circumstances, fostering a brighter and I'd like to think more harmonious and amicable future for the family unit, especially in parenting matters.
Remember, we offer a free initial advice and strategy session here at Collective Family Law Group. So if you're contemplating participating in mediation, then what have you got to lose by reaching out to me and having a chat so that you can go into your mediation with the backing of some legal advice as to what you're hoping to achieve and a bit more clarity regarding the process um, and some tips to help you through that process. That's it from me today. Like I said, a bit of a longer one. Hopefully you got some um, valuable information uh, from that. And until next time, thanks for tuning in. Thank you for listening to the Divorce Collective podcast brought to you by collectivefamilylaw.com.au. If you got value from this week's episode, I would love it if you would hit subscribe and take a minute to leave a review. You can connect with us on Instagram or Facebook just by searching for Collective Family Law. And remember, until next time, you have got this.